Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We're joined with a returning guest, Jason Wilk from Echo. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm a big Echo fan and I uh, appreciate your products. They've made me a lot of money over the years. And uh, I also want to express my gratitude to the team at Echo. You guys are sponsoring our summer tour for the third time now. It's a third annual tour. You guys sponsored it every single year. Uh, so I just want to say thanks on behalf of the Green Street Podcast to Echo for, for being so supportive of what we're doing. Great. Yeah, no, that sounds good. We're looking forward to it. And it always uh, is an excellent adventure for, for everybody involved. So uh, super, super stoked about it for sure. Yeah, well, you guys, we appreciate you guys um, supporting our community and podcast listeners. And uh, obviously, you guys make great products. So there's lots going on at Echo. But first and foremost, congratulations on 50 years. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's a big celebration. It's kind of a year long party here at Echo uh, for all of 2022. So, um, you know, 50 uh, uh, in the record book and hopefully another 50 here. Uh, uh, or 150, I should say, 50 for me personally. But uh, hopefully, you keep this this party going. Yeah, we'll be long gone by then. But uh, hey, right. I'm I'm, uh, I'm 36 years old, so <laughs> you guys have been long around longer than I've been on this earth. Yeah, and it's been cool to see these products innovate. And uh, I yeah, want to start. Sure. I want to start with the X series because yep. most folks listening to our show, they're out there making money. Um, you know, running a lawn care landscaping business. So what's going on with the X-Series and, and your guys' landscape professional equipment? Yeah, so I mean, really the X-Series, um, you know, we get a lot of questions about X-Series. It's kind of a new sub-brand for a lot of uh, a lot of different products within different categories. And probably one of the things that has always confused professional landscapers is Echo's always made, you know, professional grade products, right? We've always had high, dura- high durability lightweight, you know, high performance. Um, so when we get questions about X-Series, it's like, well, what what is X-Series and what is it unique from like a standard model? So even though all the Echo products have always been built for, you know, day in and day out operation, running these things six, seven, eight hours a day, you know, trying to make them as light as possible, there's things that we can do above and beyond a standard model, uh, which is what we do on the X-Series. And a perfect example of that is, you know, a lot of our products feature aluminum materials in them, right? Because aluminum is very durable. It's very lightweight. Well, if you're holding a trimmer or using a blower or a hedge clipper for 
you know, six, seven, eight hours a day, um, you need that thing to be as light as possible. So we could take a standard model and, you know, change that material from aluminum to like magnesium. So magnesium is going to be even lighter, mm -hmm. but just, you know, just as durable. Um, we could do things where we can improve uh, and put bigger air filtration systems on, on these things. Um, you know, dirt is a number one enemy of uh, two-stroke engines. So by reducing the amount of maintenance time, by increasing the size of the air filter on a unit, you can run it longer periods of time without having to do general maintenance on it. Uh, we can put better quality type of air filters that keep every little speck of dirt out of that engine to keep it from wearing down. So X-Series is really kind of the elite features of everything that we have to offer. So it's, you know, the lightest possible product, um, the most powerful. So, you know, we have some X-Series chainsaws where um, we may have a 59cc engine in an X-Series and a 59cc in a standard model, but even though the displacements are the same, the performance levels are completely different, right? So our CS620 has a completely different piston and crankshaft design and ignition system and exhaust system, you know, to squeeze the most amount of power out of that engine, plus the reduction in weight by doing magnesium type uh, uh, of components, you have a super lightweight, super powerful, get the job done as quick as possible. And it's going to, you know, provide the most amount of productivity, most amount of power and be less fatiguing when you're using it for, you know, again, six plus hours a day. That's fantastic. Well, let's walk through Jason, what uh, products you actually have in the X series. I know the yeah. PB 9010, man, uh, I just got my hands on one of those for the first time, and I love that blower. Yeah, so 9010 is definitely one that's in in the category. So from an X-Series family, we currently actually have 32 different models that are best-in-class performance. So wow. we have, you know, blowers. We have, uh, you know, a handheld model, which is the best-in-series. We have the backpacks. And in backpack uh, category, 9010 is one of them. The PV770, which has been around. Um, the PV770 has been an industry-dominant uh, backpack blower. That actually used to be the world's most powerful backpack blower when we launched the PV70 back in, like, 2009. Mm -hmm. Um and then, you know, as soon as that thing hit the market, the immediate feedback was we need more power, right? We need to be able to get into the job, uh, get that leaf cleaned up, done faster, move on to the next. Uh, so we immediately started, you know, developing new units. Uh, we ended up coming out with the 9010. Uh, the 9010 is still the world's most powerful backpack blower uh, you can get. Um, you know, when you look at engine displacements on that thing, it's it's got a 79cc high-performance two-stroke uh, engine on there. I mean, that's, that's almost like a small dirt bike engine on there, right? Yeah, no, I absolutely love it, man. I It's it's fantastic. So uh, you guys knocked it out of the park. Everybody needs an Echo PB9010 blower, man. <laughs> and then um, I think I use a 2620 weed eater, is a string trimmer. What do, what do you all call it in Chicago? Yeah, so um, the it's kind of funny. Is the generic terms obviously are string trimmers. Um, we call them line trimmers. Okay, uh, weed eaters. You know, when when we developed kind of the first, I won't say a string trimmer because the string trimmer technology actually didn't even exist until the like early seventies, right? We used to manufacture um, basically a. A string trimmer, but with a metal blade on it, right? So metal blades were before the introduction of trimmer line on it. 
and we called it a shoulder rotary mower. Um, oh, wow. and we still use that SRM uh, prefix in all our models. So, oh, I always wondered what that, that was. Yeah. So some people think it's like straight shaft something, something. But so you got to think we were making uh, shafts, you know, basically brush cutters with metal blades on them. There are shoulder rotary mowers. That's the SRM that we still use today. Um, so the weed eater term actually came from the inventor of that nylon trimmer head. So it was a, it was a gentleman by the name of George Vallis. Uh, he was out of Houston. He actually um, took one of our metal blade, you know, straight shaft brush cutters, removed the metal blade and developed this, this head that would hold fishing line. Right. So he would, he would use this fishing line to cut grass. So he actually used this fishing line uh, contraption attached to an Echo brush cutter to apply for his patents, which he did in, uh, I think it was right around 1974, 1975. So once he was awarded patents, he actually developed what was called the Weed Eater Company. Um, So that's... So we didn't actually invent the world's first string trimmer, but our engine powered the world's first string trimmer, which was called the Weed Eater Company. So that's where that Weed Eater kind of comes from. But uh, generically, we call them line trimmers. Or if you really want to be echo specific, it'd be a shoulder rotary mower. (laughs) Shoulder. I always saw that SRM and I never knew what it meant. Shoulder rotary mower. Now down in the Atlanta market, I think 90% folks, they just call it a weed eater. So if if someone says, hey, grab the weed eater, (laughs) ain't no one down here saying, you know, grab the string trimmer or the rotary shoulder, shoulder (laughs) rotary mower. Uh, Now our friends in Australia, they call it the whippersnipper. Yeah. Whippersnipper, weed whacker. Weed whacker. uh, Yeah. What else? Uh, all kinds of different names for it. But yeah, string trimmer is probably the most generic one that you hear uh, floating around internally, at least. Yeah. Now I use a 2620. So that's, that's the best one, correct? Yeah. So that's where 2620 is right in that, that sweet spot of that X series, right? So okay. it's got a 25.4 cc high performance two stroke engine, magnesium components, awesome air filtration system awesome amount of power coming out of that engine. Um, we do have more powerful units, but usually those more powerful units are designated for really heavy duty brush cutting applications, right? Oh. So, you know, usually you don't need a 42 cc engine to cut, you know, the, the grass that maybe your mower can't reach or around a foundation or a fence, a fence line. So 25 cc has always been like the ideal engine displacement for professional users. It gives you yeah. a great amount of power and it's not too heavy. And that that's where the 2620 plays in perfectly. All right. Maybe I need the more, the bigger one though. Cause I, I've been <laughs> making these videos on YouTube where I've been yeah. like doing lawn care makeovers and, and doing yeah. these crazy yards. Okay. And so, but that's what that would be for. Like a, a, a yeah. big overgrown yard. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what's we, that we series? A- what's that number on that product? So there's probably two that I'd recommend. Um, the the SRM 3020 is kind of like the bigger brother of the 2620. Okay. I, they look very, very similar. Um, the 3020 does have a larger 30cc displacement engine, larger cutting swath. Uh, so basically kind of picture your 2620, but like on steroids, right? That's really what a 3020 is. And then for like crazy, you know, brush cutting, clearing out ditch lines on the side of the expressways and roadways, we have the 410X, which is a 40, uh, over a 40cc uh, brush cutter. 
um, you know, with a metal blade on that thing, Ooh. you can cut down small trees up to, you know, three inches in diameter. So it's got wow. some, some pretty impressive cutting power to it. That's the 40. Yeah. The 410. 410. Yep, 410 X. Yep. That's the one I needed. All right. <laughs> 410. So that's good to know. I've been doing these jobs, man. And, and cause I, you know, I would say commercial landscape professional, you're doing 10, 12 maintenances a day, yep. 26, 20 is the move. Correct. Yep. But to do these crazy YouTube videos where you're clearing stuff out. Yeah. It's a 410 or 4010? Uh, 410. SRM 410X is okay. the largest uh, string trimmer that we have in our lineup today. All right. SRM 410X. I'll, yep. I'll keep that in mind. Um, and then, well, I want to ask you a question. Sure. The stick edger I got, it's got a little curve by the head, yep. by the shaft. What's the difference between that, that straight shot versus the curved one why there are different options yeah you know i i kind of relate those um very similar to like on backpack blowers where we have throttle configurations that are either on the tube or on the hip and it really comes down to personal preference right so um when echo actually invented the world's first stick walk behind edger um and when we developed it we had a kind of a bend in the shaft and the reason for the bend in the shaft was it allowed the user to kind of be offset from where that cutting blade was right mm -hmm. so obviously you're edging you know there's sand there's dirt there's all kinds oh. of debris going on it, it kept the user out of the line of debris flying around right mm -hmm. Some, manu some manufacturers then basically copied that stick edger design and they went with the straight shaft design. So people that are used to using the curve shaft, that's what they gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. People that started with the straight shaft design from a different brand and then wanted to switch over the Echo, they're like, this just doesn't seem right. I'm not used to having this bend in the shaft. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, we could do that too. So we actually have both types in our lineup. We have the original curve design and the straight design. Um, my personal preference, just because I've always used the curve, is it allows me off to the side. I don't get a bunch of stuff thrown at me, and I can kind of get a clearer line of sight of where I'm cutting. Um, but people that learned how to edge with the straight shaft, they just prefer that. It's just kind of personal preference, but we have both in the lineup. Okay, yeah, and I'm currently using the curve, and uh, I like yep. the curve shaft, so yep. it, it, it's cool. And then what are some other popular, I know we kind of covered the PB9010 blower, the, and again, this has been very educational for me, the 2620 to the 410, yep. that, that's on my Christmas wish list. <laughs> um, the uh, stick edger, what's the, the numbers on that one? Yeah, so we go all the way up to a PE2620, which is, again, okay. that same uh, kind of power head that uh -huh. you see on your SRM, um, but it's on a, 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 a edger type of uh, shaft and gear case setup. Okay, and then what about hedge trimmers? I know that's another kind of staple for a basic mo-edge yep. trim blow operation. Yep. So hedge clippers, we have X-Series branded hedge clippers, again, geared specifically uh, towards professional landscapers in both the handheld and the shafted uh, type of application. So 
we are seeing a lot more of conversion from the traditional handheld to the shafted hedge clippers, and we have varying lengths. Uh, but anytime you can move that cutting attachment further away from the operator, um, it's just the the the, the safety um, you know goes up drastically. Mm-hmm. So we do have some uh, professional landscapers gravitating towards the shafted hedge clipper just because it puts that cutting attachment further out, gives you a little bit more flexibility and reach. Uh, but we we have whatever the user's preferences from standard handheld, double-sided blades, uh, single-sided configurations, and varying length of shafted hedge clippers also. So we have a pretty extensive lineup there. Okay. And then what about the chainsaws, pull saws, and, and that lineup? Yeah. So chainsaws, we have a whole lineup of chainsaws, probably the most popular X series. And this thing's really just kind of taken off at this point is a CS7310. That saw has been fantastic. Uh, really well received um, all over social media, right? Um, fantastic saw. Our most powerful saw here in the United States, 73cc, can run all the way up to a 27-inch length guide bar. Super good throttle response, really good power um, under load. Um, you know, power to weight ratio is awesome on, on that thing. Um Great for, you know, felling of trees, firewood. You know, from there, we do have some X-series saws that are smaller in the, you know, 50cc range. We have specialty chainsaws for, you know, designed specifically for professional arborists, like our top-handled saws, like the uh, CS2511T. That's an X-series. You know, when people see that 2511T, it's so small, it almost looks like a toy, right, until Mm -hmm. you fire that thing up and actually – let it uh, cut some wood that things got impressive uh, chain speeds and power to it. That's fantastic. Is there anything we're leaving out? I know you mentioned 32 products or so in this X series line. Is there anything else that you think would be beneficial to a guy that's, that's out there cutting that grass, making that cash? Yeah, I mean, the pole pruner, um, I know you kind of just mm-hmm. briefly touched on it, but we have a pole pruner. Um, again, you're taking that chainsaw attachment and kind of taking it out of the proximity of the user and putting it on an extended shaft away from the user. Again, just provides an extra level of safety, and it allows you to trim those limbs without you know having to rent a, a scissor lift or get into a, a bucket truck or anything like that. Um, we do have an X-Series in the pole pruner uh, lineup. It's the PPT 2620. So, again, using that 2620 powerhead uh, that you have on your SRM 2620. Again, it's that sweet spot of engine displacement, power, performance, durability. Um, we use that on a lot of our X-Series stick tools. You're probably listening to this podcast because you want some momentum heading into the spring rush. If you've made the decision to go all in on your lawn care business, then the whole ball of wax at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com is the fastest route to starting strong and putting your company in the best position for success in 22. The whole ball of wax is everything Brian Fullerton offers at Launchpreneur Academy at half the price of purchasing every training course, program, and resource individually. Not only do you get instant access to everything on the site, along with a one-on-one coaching call with Brian, you get lifetime updates to all the courses, and when new programs Programs come online, those are yours for free. Pause the podcast, go to launchpreneuracademy.com, and click on the store tab to purchase the legendary whole ball of wax. Hey. 
Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. I do hope you're watching the Almonds Shop Build on Caleb and Brittany's YouTube channel. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. Seeing the construction of the Hardscape Academy's headquarters come to life is definitely cool and satisfying. This fall, the Hardscape Academy in beautiful Fairfield County, OHIO, opens its doors, providing you and your team with hands-on training to improve skill sets and gain equipment mastery so you can supercharge your earnings potential. In the meantime, you can instantly access the Hardscape Academy's online training resources for paver installation, retaining walls, fire pits, step installation, or even schedule a one-on-one coaching call with the kid contractor himself. Visit thehardscapeacademy.com or use the link below to get the comprehensive guides and continuing education that will advance and empower your company today. That's thehardscapeacademy.com. That's fantastic. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit, Jason, uh, maybe a lot, <laughs> to the 56-volt uh, uh, battery-powered yes. um, yep. lineup. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is a big year for us. We launched 10 new uh, products with a completely new battery platform. It's a 56 volt, uh, 56 volt e-force products. Um, the initial offering, you know, we have a 21 inch self-propelled walk-behind lawnmower. Uh, we have uh, a handheld double-sided, uh, double reciprocating blade hedge clipper. Uh, we have a couple different string trimmers uh, in the lineup. We have a DSRM 2100, uh, which is more kind of that mid-range, you know, really light, maybe commercial duty, uh, you know, maybe heavy duty homeowner use. Uh, maybe a commercial landscaper has that one customer that wants, you know, battery powered products to be used on the property, or maybe you're using it around a school or a courthouse or something that requires low noise. Mm-hmm. Great trimmer, provides really good power for kind of trimming up in between wherever your mower can't reach and then obviously significantly quieter than a a gas counterpart. But then in that lineup, we also have a true 100% commercial DSRM 2600 in the lineup. And that thing is basically designed to be used day in and day out, professional landscape uh, use. Uh, so if we have some parts of the country where they're, you know, mandating that you no longer can use gas, like out in California, um, it's a trimmer that's going to provide you with this exact same level of power performance and uh, cutting durability as a gas equivalent, like a 2620 that you're using. So we have a full lineup um, from mid-range products all the way into the pro category. And the best part of it is it's using all that same battery platform. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's probably one of the most important things is when you're buying battery powered products, you know, unlike gas, someone may buy, you know, uh, an echo trimmer, but then buy a different brand hedge clipper or may, you know, they pretty much all run off the same type of fuel. Right. right so regardless right, right. the brand, it's more of a purchase. 
uh, opposed to an investment. Like when you start talking battery products, you're committing to a battery platform. It's an investment. Um, you can't just take someone else's battery and put it in a different brand, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, we have one battery platform that runs that whole gamut, all the way from light, you know, homeowner use, all the way up to pro commercial use, specialty applications. Um, it's a complete package, all one platform um, is probably one of the, the biggest advantages. Uh, no matter what type of product you're looking for, you know you're going to be able to use that same type of battery uh, in any of our products. What are some of the common misconceptions that people have about battery products? Yeah, I'd say it's definitely power. Um, you know, some people may have been familiar with some older technology like NICAD battery technology, or maybe some lower quality manufacturers that were trying to hit some, you know, price points where, you know, you think gas, you think it's power, 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 right? And some people just think that, you can never match that power with, with the battery. Well, I can tell you with lithium ion technology, the advancements in lithium ion technology over the last 10 plus years, we are able to produce gas-like performance um, in chainsaws, in string trimmers. Um, so the power has come a long way to where usually people have tried things, you know, five plus years ago, try them again today and they're like, holy cow, this is a completely different feel performance than anything I've ever ran before. So it's it's communicating that these things, even though they're battery, battery doesn't mean it's low on power. It's got every bit of power that people are accustomed to. What do you predict, Jason, will happen the next five to 10 years in, in the industry with this equipment? You know, I think it's definitely here to stay. Um, there's some applications where it makes perfect sense. I think you're going to continue to see advancements in battery technology to where we're going to be able to, you know, squeeze more power in the same type or space of a, of a cell to give you longer run times. Um, and also, too, with recharge times, that's probably one of the biggest struggles, uh, at least from a prof uh, professional landscaper use, is charging while you're out in the field. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see some advancements in technology there with being able to charge these efficiently on your truck or through solar panels, but then also recharge you know, rates. Um, I think that's just going to continue to go. We're, we're going to be able to drastically reduce how long it takes to recharge these batteries um, either at the shop or in the trailer. And that, that technology is just going to get, you know, faster and faster, um, throughout the, you know, foreseeable future. Can you tell us a little bit more? And I'm sure echoes way more, um, up to date on the legislation in California than I am yep. down here in the, the foothills, of the Appalachian mountains in Georgia, man, we, we, we like <laughs> right. our gas powered equipment and our guns yep. and it's different down here in Georgia, man. Yep. But, um, you yep. know, from what I hear from talking to some of my friends in California, they're going to have to go all battery in the near future. How, how does that affect what you guys are producing? And, and, and just explain this all to me from a business perspective. Yeah. So um, I'm not the expert on it, but I can, I can definitely kind of uh, talk to it somewhat. So in California, there was a, you know, California kind of governs themselves from an emission control standpoint, you know, that's, it's basically, you know, controlled by what's called CARB or the California Air Resources Board. Mm -hmm. So CARB came together and basically said that starting in 2024, that there would be no more sales of small handheld gas powered equipment, right? Wow. So, um, you know, when it comes to string trimmers and small uh, hedge clippers and blowers, um, 
basically your only option is going to be a form of battery powered. So, um, you know, we, we provide power in both formats, right? So we have gas, we have battery uh, powered performance, battery performance that performs as good as, as gas. So, um, you know, we basically have whatever type of power that, you know, area is requiring or a customer is requiring we're good at providing power we'll do that both types of formats we'll continue to do both types of formats and if it uh you know is legislatively driven in a certain area or customer demand we have everything you know to provide uh all the cutting solutions people are looking for okay you sound like a politician, Jason. That was a well, <laughs> well thought better than I could have said it, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I'm I'm an engine guy myself. Um, I think our battery products are fantastic, but I, I just, there's something about two-stroke engines that get me going. I probably have over 30 two-stroke engines in, in my property from uh, two-stroke snow throwers or two old-school lawn boy two-stroke uh, mowers. Um, I actually recently picked up uh, some very limited built 1976 Echo snow bikes. They are individual snowmobiles uh, powered by an 80cc chainsaw engine. So wow. um, I'm I'm all I'm all gas powered, um, but we we have battery for whoever needs it. That's fantastic. What's what we, we got a lot of younger listeners to me, not young in age, but, but, you know, first, second, third, fourth year in a lawn care landscaping business. Um, what's some practical advice you would give to someone who's considering building out their equipment and, and, you know, considering the future and, and establishing this as you got to factor money cause it's not finite sure. and, um, performance. And what, what are some yeah. things guys should be thinking as they're starting to put together their, um, fleets and equipment. Yeah, especially for, you know, kind of new to the industry landscapers. My, you know, my best advice is buy the best quality of equipment that you can afford, right? Mm -hmm. Do you need to run out and spend $600 on a PB9010? No, right? Um, would it be nice? Absolutely, it's nice to have that type of power and stuff. But you could you could also get the jobs done with a more reasonably priced, you know, like PB five eighty. I think I've seen a lot of uh, landscapers start off in this industry and they kind of just look at specs and immediately go to like the lowest priced unit, right? Like, mm. oh, I can buy brand X. It's a twenty five cc string trimmer, and it's uh, you know one hundred nineteen dollars versus the Echo's three hundred plus dollars. Mm. Well. That $119, $119 string trimmer is definitely not going to provide the power or the longevity to where you may have to buy two, three, four of those to get the same life out of a commercial type of, of unit. So invest in the highest quality uh, product that you can afford starting out. It doesn't need to be the biggest. It doesn't need, need to be the baddest. Just something that you know is going to start when you need it to start and to last um, as long as possible to kind of get your return on your investment there. So um, just think that just because you can't jump, run out and buy all the top of the line X series, there's really good quality products uh, that we have for, for those landscapers that are just kind of getting started. That's a good piece of advice. Well, Jason, is there anything else uh, we're leaving out here that needs to be addressed that you'd like to share? Yeah, no, I think uh, just to kind of continue on the whole, you know, maximizing, you know, profits and, and, and longevity of, uh, longevity of equipment, 
um, especially in, in newcomers to the industry, um, with any type of landscape equipment, um, always go with the best type of oils and fuels that you can get, right? Okay. I've seen a lot of um uh, of even our own equipment that would, you know, fail prematurely just because someone's trying to save, you know, a dollar on two-stroke oil mix, right? Mm. So um, use a good quality two-stroke oil and all your two-stroke equipment. Um, any of your four-stroke equipment, you know, all your mowers, push mowers, ETRs, always invest in good quality lubricants. Those lubricants are basically the kind of lifeblood of that equipment. Um, and don't try to save, you know, 50 cents or a dollar by going the, the, the cheapo route. Invest in good quality um, lubricants, good quality fuels, and that equipment will last you a, a long time. So when we go to the gas station, there's yep. the, I go to Costco down here. We have a... Sure. 80, I think you give the option 87, 89, 93, maybe. Correct. Which, which one should we choose to fill up our little, uh, two, five gallon gas can that we're going to mix the 50 to one mix in? Yeah. So I always tell people at least the mid range, right? Um, so at least in the Midwest area, yeah, we have 87 is kind of the regular unleaded. We have 89 kind of in the middle and then we'll have a 91 or 93 kind of in the premium. Um, and, in the U.S., there's really only kind of two types of fuels, right? So there's the 87 octane, which is your basic pump gas. Um, it's basically what's called kind of a lowest additive concentration fuel. It's a good quality fuel. It doesn't have a ton of detergents or um, kind of goodie packages in it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll start, it'll run equipment, everything's fantastic. On the premium side of the fuel, that's where each kind of fuel manufacturer puts in their own little goodie packages, right? So different um, either uh, additives for uh, fuel longevity, usually detergents. There's a lot more detergents in the premium fuel, which is what's going to keep that inside of that engine nice and clean. So for two-stroke engines, four-stroke engines, it's just going to prevent carbon buildup, right? It's going to prevent exhaust buildup, uh, keep intake valves clean. So we recommend that mid-range and where that mid-range fuel comes from, it's basically a blend of about 50% premium and 50% basic fuel. They mix those two together. They average out the octane rating. That's where you get your 89 octane fuel from. And you could say that 89 octane fuel at least has half of the detergents in the premium fuel and then 50% more than the basic fuel, right? So it's all about keeping that engine clean. If you can afford to run premium fuels in your equipment, absolutely. Um, industry standard echo requirements is minimum 89 just because it does have those extra level of detergents and keep that engine nice and clean and performing as it was designed to for for as long as it as it needs to okay that's a great piece of advice so 89 minimum minimum yep yeah i mean if you have to get away you know here and there with filling up with 87 is it going to damage anything absolutely not um we kind of say that 89 or that premium is kind of like that insurance policy right it just has a little bit extra additives to keep that engine clean and you know prevent downtime so if you're always running lower quality oils and lower quality fuels, you know, you may have to clean your exhaust screens more often or clean your exhaust port or, you know, change out your spark plug uh, by paying a little bit more. It extends life of all those components or reduces downtime and maintenance time that you need. Really good piece of advice, Jason. Well, lastly, I want to ask you, uh, what's it looking like for a quick exposition this year? You guys headed on out there again? 
Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. That's kind of our biggest show of the year. So uh, I'm sure there's already planning going on on the marketing side of things. Um, I know on the product side, we got some exciting new products coming. So uh, um, yeah, we'll definitely be there. Cool. Well, it, I, I finally called it the right name. I've been used to calling it GIE, but I got it right on my first time. Yeah, right. I know you, I've been going to that show now for probably 20 something years and I know they just changed the name. So you almost caught me off guard there. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the new name for the expo. Yeah. But, uh, four decades. It's been GIE expo and a yeah. little bit of changing of the guards and now they're calling it the, uh, the equip exposition. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. that's the place to be. I know we got a lot of new listeners and they don't even know what we're yeah. talking about, but Echo, you guys will be there. And it's just basically a huge Kentucky Exposition Center full yes. of lawnmowers and um, power equipment and the softwares and the technologies. And I mean, it's you got to be there if you want to take your business to the next level and, and just see how much um, of efficiency there can be to our business, even if you can't afford it all right away it can at least give us a, a strategy of wow i want to get this i want to get that and uh fine-tune our businesses yeah it's an awesome show i've been going on the show for such a long time that show just continues to grow and grow and grow but probably my the biggest surprise that i had for the very first time i attended that show you know 20 something years ago was being able to go out there and just put your hands on equipment and run things i mean mm -hmm. that's you know, we've all been to shows where everything's, you know, armor all the nice and shiny hanging on the walls. And, you know, you can talk to the performance, but to actually go out there and run this equipment and start it and put your hands and feel the power and, you know, cut wood with it or dig holes or, or whatever is it's, it's a huge part of that show. Um, and it's just, I love it. Uh, every year I, I go there, it's, there's always something new to see. It's, it's fantastic. I definitely highly recommend it. Yeah, me too. And I'll definitely look forward to, to hanging out with the Echo crew over, over the years now. I'm starting to learn your guys' names and faces and stories. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's it's really cool to kind of, um, you know, your you guys' uh, company retention seems so strong because it's, um, I'm assuming Ken, Ken Osberg and Melanie, they're still yeah. working with Echo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, John, what about my boy, John Powers? Yep. He's still here. I actually just got out of a meeting with him uh, probably about 40 minutes ago. So uh, yeah, okay. he's doing good. Um, yeah. It's kind of the original crew. Everyone's still doing their thing and um, yeah, it's a, it's a good team. Yeah. Well, make sure you express my gratitude to, to Mel Melanie and Ken specifically, because I know they've, um, you know, we, I talked to Ken in 2020 and told him, Hey, I kind of want to take the podcast on the road. Cause I mean, what yeah. we're doing is fine but it's even better if we're in the same room um the sure. the audio sounds better the um non-verbal communications you just you can create a better podcast for a listener by being in person and so um echo from day one they supported my first summer tour and then last year we made it even better and now this year it's our third annual tour we're going to um alabama arkansas and tennessee Okay. And uh, anyway, I just want to say thank you uh, to Ken and, and to Melanie and, and, and all the folks at Echo for you guys giving us the time and space to be able to go to people's shops and, and um, you know, interview them on, on site where they're running their business out of. I think it yep. uh, creates a unique experience for the listeners and I have a blast doing it. So Great. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, with the invite on to, on to the show here and I'll definitely pass it along to uh, Ken and Melanie, your, 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 your thankfulness. Cool. I appreciate it. And I guess uh, we'll stay in touch and I'll see you yeah. in, in the Echo team, Team Echo at, at the um, yeah. at the Equip Exposition. 
And uh, maybe one of these days I can get that 410. Now you got you got me all curious. I didn't even know that was a uh, I didn't even know that was a deal because my mind had always been on uh, maintenance. So I yeah. just thought 2620. But now I'm making these crazy YouTube videos, yeah. and I was like, oh man, I gotta step up my game. So <laughs> yeah, cool. Sounds good. Well, thank you for your time, Jason. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.